Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Chasing Cars with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. This is Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. I'm Shazad Haq for the workday afternoon in for Clarissa Montero. Uh, we're going retro today with cars that have stood the test of time. And after decades, they're still icons in the 21st century, still in demand. And they've also evolved with the times, as with all new modern cars, without losing their essence. That's key, of course. You must be wondering what these cars are, and you probably have some in mind. Let's see if you're on the same page as our guest today. Bringing on Julian Co, editor SG Carmart, to unveil the three cars in today's Blast from the Past episode. Julian, a very warm welcome to you. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> I know you're, you're quite excited. I can already sense this in your voice today about this topic, right? Uh, we were having yep. a chat, weren't we? We were having a chat. What should we, ha- what should we have a chat about? And then I know you were very keen on this. Um, but before we start, was it difficult for you to come up with these three cars on your list? No, not at all, actually. I, I think these three cars are the three very, very common iconic cars that any car head would think of when we talk about icons. Okay, okay. So let's dive straight into it. Your first classic car, your first iconic car. Definitely the Mini. Nice, okay. I think the, I think the Mini has done very well when we talk about standing the test of time. I mean, it's been decades. It's been decades mm. since Austin Mini first came out, and then it was Rover Mini, mm-hmm. and then BMW bought over Mini, and it is what it is today. Now, there's a lot of talks about how, you know what, it's a blasphemy that Mini has become so big, <laughs> it has five doors, but I think it's all, I mean, it's all right down to individual. I drove an Austin Mini for years. Ah. I loved the car. I loved every single bit of the car. It's very temperamental, but I loved every single time I drove it. But here's the thing. I think it's evolution. Cars had to grow up. It had to grow in size. And you know how it is, especially in Singapore's market, Mm. or maybe in Asia's market, when you put five doors on a three-door car, (laughs) all of a sudden, the appeal increases. Why is that suddenly now becoming such a, such a big thing now, especially in this kind of market? Convenience. I think it's all about convenience. People who buy three-door hatches are probably single or maybe just young married couples without kids. But you can't be in that position forever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we all have to evolve. We all have to grow. We all have to realize that, oh, you know what? I need to have a car to ferry the family, to please the wife. Fair. Fair <laughs> point. Fair point. So you think it's, it's, there's more practicality now to it? Absolutely. I think it definitely has a lot more practicality. And despite that, Mini hasn't changed its silhouette. Mini hasn't yeah. changed its driving essence of that, you know, go-kart handling that's so commonly associated with Minis. You know, I, I've been in a couple of Minis. Two friends of mine have had Minis. Um, it, it, it has a, that classic feel, you know, it evokes memories of... The swinging 60s, um, it, it just seems to have come back into trend in, in Singapore. I've seen a few of them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I know there are a couple of minis running around. Um, there are a couple of workshops that specializes in all these minis. You know, I go to bed at night thinking, did I make the wrong choice selling the car? <laughs> ah, so there's a very emotional <laughs> attachment to it then for you. There is, there is. I, I, I think it goes... It's always the same for vintage, right? Mm. Be it watches or be it the cars or be, you know, there's always a feel like, you know, 
I let it go because I thought it was just time to move on. I just I just thought that, you know what, I can't hold on to this car forever. And then I realized after I sold it, I was wrong. You said there were some <laughs> temperamental issues there, were there? Yeah, yeah, there were, there were. I mean, I was in and out of the workshop uh, far too often. Right. But despite that, this, despite all the inconvenience it has caused me, I love the car with all my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like the one that got away there, Julian, I have to say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I like, though, is it seems like the Mini has sort of become trendy again, you know, small car, dinky. There is a, especially with, with the younger generations, uh, and of course, including you in that, my friend, um, in that, yep. you know, you want to hark back to those smaller kind of cars, whereas now, obviously, we've seen a move toward these big power vehicles, but there's some to be some kind of backlash. Like people are quite into these smaller cars now. Um, I can't really say that. I think it's all up to individual. I mean, for me personally, I like my cars um, hot and spicy. I don't really <laughs> care if it's big or small. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I, I know of friends who are very particular. They say, you know what, I want my cars to be small and compact because it's easier to do parallel parking. It's yeah. easier to just get around town. Mm. Um, and then there are some that just love their cars big. Right. I'm talking big like Hyundai Palisade, sort of big eight-seater, massive SUVs. Tanks. Yeah. Big, yeah, it sort of brings <laughs> out the masculinity in them. Yeah, that's that big debate, isn't it? I, I guess what I was getting at was there seems to be this trend of, of sort of going retro with a lot of things, isn't there? Um, especially yeah. with people in their 20s and, and 30s. So I, I just wondered if that's the trend. That, that's why Mini perhaps is seeing a resurgence, say, in places like Singapore. I don't think there's a trend. I mean, ah. honestly, I think there are a lot of cars out there that are going against this very trend that you're talking about. Right. I, it, it would probably only be Minis, I reckon. <laughs> um, I can't think of another... I can't. I could probably think of the Beetle, the Volkswagen Beetle yeah. would probably be one. Yeah. But even then, even then, the Beetle has evolved so much that it looks different. It's Unrecognizable different. from the previous incarnation, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. So, whereas the Mini, on the other hand, still has got that round headland, yeah. that grill, that overall look that you know that one glance and you know that it's a Mini. It can't be anything else. We're going to move from the, the Mini with its small compact size to something very different. Your second choice then? The Land Rover Defender. <laughs> now, that is a, a big, big change. Is there is there any emotional attachment for you? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Although, although the Defender, the Defender 90, to be specific, was actually uh, a choice for me to buy uh, before I got my current car. Right. I actually wanted to get the Land Rover Defender 90, but of course, the missus was saying, "You know what? If we have a kid, I don't want my kid to be behind. It's just going to be very painful." Um, and I come back. <laughs> <laughs> I understand where she was coming from. Um, right. You know, so you got to, you know, you win some and you learn some. You can't win every battle. I got to choose my battles, man. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, especially with with that kind of thing, you definitely <laughs> do. What is it about the Land Rover Defender that's so iconic and classic for you? I think the Land is the shape. Right. That whole square, boxy shape that mm. hasn't changed. Um, up till today, it was it was so long, so many decades ago. Land Rover Defender came out, and you know now, recently, just recent months, the Land Rover Defender just launched the new uh, 110 as well as the Defender 93 mm -hmm. door. It's actually bigger. 
and it's actually a lot more modern than it should be. Meaning to say, right. it's so it's so modern that you'll never believe that it's a Land Rover Defender because a Defender is known to be a tool car, mm. a car that you bring off the roads, you go picnic with, you just go. If it's dirty, you don't feel any heart pain because you just tell yourself, <laughs> oh, you know what, it's fine, it's a Defender. I'm it goes with the look, right? It. Yeah, it kind of goes exactly with it. That. Yeah, Exactly that. But this new one just feels like, oh man, I just want to keep it clean. I want to keep it in top-notch condition. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I, I don't blame it. I don't blame it one bit because this is the evolution of cars. Cars had to grow. Cars had to be competitive. They've got to stay competitive. And in order to do that, it had to be modernized. It had to be mm. uh, a lot more, how should I say, convenient-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. How, you know, when, when people think of Land Rover Defenders, they think of a hardy off-road kind of vehicle. But how kind of practical is that in Singapore and, and how popular is it here? Well, I think the Land Rover, it's sort of like a niche market. Mm. I think a lot of people know about the car. Right. But I read it's also because of how inconvenient it can be uh-huh. that, you know, people just don't want to get it. So the previous generation, or rather the older generation, uh, Land Rover Defender in Singapore only came with a G plate, so a commercial plate, which Ah. meant you weren't allowed to drive on the first lane on the highway. So if you were in a rush, Mm -hmm. you would have to stick either on the third or the second lane, never on the first lane. So I think that sort of made a bit of difference. Plus, with a G plate, you can't actually drive over to Malaysia unless you've got a company registered there. So there's some consideration. Yeah. but I think the new one is definitely a lot easier. The new one is S-plate. You can do anything you want, go anywhere with it. Oh, no one's going to stop you, man. And it's a <laughs> lot faster than the old one. A lot faster, a lot more refined. I'll tell you what might stop people. New Defender 90 is going at uh, $300,000. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also reading here that the Defender had some problems in the United States a few years ago. Uh, crash safety and emissions regulations. Interesting. Um, I mean, the old one always had emissions problems. Yeah. I'm not too sure about the new one though but I know the old one always had all these problems I, I had some friends who owned the car for a while and mm. they were constantly in and out of workshops as well because it vibrated so much ah. it shook so much every time you drove that something always spoiled these are things uh, th- this that was your model right that you're talking about yep yeah yep the old one right but still, yep. regardless regardless old or new it's still an icon of its time it's still an icon today Absolutely. And I tell you what, the third one now is uh, for the petroheads, perhaps, the, the ones who love their sports cars. What's your third pick? Mine would be the Porsche 911. Classic. Absolute classic. That- I don't think you can go wrong with that car. I mean, if your pockets were deep enough, Mm. unfortunately, unlike mine, (laughs) I would love, I would love a 911 in my garage. I mean, it can be the base model. I would be very, very happy with it. Um, But I think more relevantly, why the 911 is such an icon of its time, till today even, is because of its silhouette. Despite going through God knows how many generations of 911, its silhouette never, changed. They obviously realized well back in the day, I mean, it started in the, in the 70s, didn't it, where we've got to keep this, we've got to keep this going, this silhouette, right?
right? Yep. I think that was a signature. I, I don't even know if this was done on purpose. It could be like, you know, several years later and the engineers and the designers just realized, oh, I think <laughs> we should just keep it because people are starting to like this car. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you referring as well to the, the Carrera, the one back in the 70s? Is that, is that your classic look? Yeah. Yes, yes. Absolutely. That one. That one with the round, yeah. very round signature headlamps. Oh, what a beauty that is. I actually saw one a couple of weeks ago on the road. Um, ah. It, it just it just drew so many stairs. I mean, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure it was stairs of envy. I know I was envious. <laughs> <laughs> but these, these are cars. These are cars that will just set you back. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I've got to sell an arm and a leg, and a leg Shazad, just, just to get one of these cars. I'll tell you what, if you do end up getting one, um, apparently, according to a report in the Telegraph, the UK's Telegraph, uh, the Porsche Carrera uh, saw a staggering 669% increase in value in the last decade alone, which makes it one of the best classic car investments you might make. Oh, my goodness. It's like the same as, uh, what was that? All those vintage Rolex watches that right. just go up in prices. It's crazy. I think that's how it is with the Porsches. All the old cars, it's all appreciating. So I, I, I can tell you if my granddad was a very rich man... <laughs> <laughs> which allowed my dad to be rich as well and of course allow me to be rich who knows man I might be one of the owners <laughs> hint hint anyone out there <laughs> now, <laughs> now look if, if anyone was looking to get one of these cars how would you help them decide it really depends on your needs and your wants but if all that aside needs aside if it's want hmm. that you know you're after and money is not a problem I mean, I think the answer is very obvious. I think you should just go for the 911. However, that yeah. said, you got to understand that the Mini makes you feel young. It makes you feel trendy. Right. It makes you feel like, you know what, I, I could do a lot of things with this car. It makes you, I could go out for a drink. I've got a cafe and cafe hop. I, can, I, could, I could probably woo women again with that car. It makes you feel that way. A lot of confidence. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it really depends on your needs and wants, man. My next question, which is your favorite of the three you've mentioned? Oh, man, I, honestly speaking, my favorite that I'll definitely have, if money isn't a problem, would be the Land Rover Defender. Okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't expect that. I have to say I didn't expect yeah. that. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this has been a, a really interesting conversation. We've been speaking with Julian Co, editor SG Carmart, uh, about classic, iconic cars. Three of them he picked. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Julian. I know you're going to just reminisce now a little bit. Uh, time for some <laughs> notal- nostalgia. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Shazad. Great fun there. I'm Shazad Ark for the Workday Afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.